0: Like the wind my tree. she rides at night next to me
1: so she leads me to you moonlight. just asked me off the air if the I had any idea who it was star. but you've given me no parameters no she genre heart, of guests you just said that someone we know set up a guest for us yep. and that it's a surprise to me yep Do you want to set it up any other way?
0: Uh, I will set it up like this. Uh, We mentioned this person yesterday. You specifically mentioned this person yesterday. I would venture to say she is one of the most respected voices in broadcasting. She anchored her first sports center ever in July of 1992. And courtesy of our good friend, Todd Wright, on line one right now, Linda Cohn from ESPN. Are you freaking kidding me? Is this really
1: Linda Cohn? Hey Drew, how are you? Oh my god, I'm, re- I'm really good, that's so crazy, I can't believe that I'm talking to you right now, thank you so much for making time to call us, and our mutual friend Todd Wright, my frequent <laughs> golfing partner, is a mensch uh, for setting this up, how are you today?
2: <laughs> yeah, Todd's great, right? Yeah, no, I, I he, he reached out of nowhere, and I'm doing great, uh, considering of course, and uh, you know it's good to be with you. I'm I'm honored to be on your show.
1: Oh my god, the honor is all mine. We were talking yesterday about all-time favorite ESPN personalities. What spawned that discussion, John? Why did it, we even- It was the uh, it was the Rachel Nichols stuff. Oh yeah, we we were just saying how gross it is that uh, that women in broadcasting especially have to deal with such backstabbing connivory that they are put in positions like Rachel Nichols was and we even gave props to Deadspin for having the decency not to air the transcript of what they said. I bet you were, you, well, I don't know if you were surprised by that because they did a feature on you a while back, and I thought they were pretty fair. A guy went on a date with you or something, right?
2: Oh, yeah, that was a while back. But, yeah, no, I, I'm with you, Drew. Uh, first off, uh, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, it just shows you um, not all is bad in the world. Some things have changed for the better, and people do respect each other. Um, but yeah, you know, Rachel's good people and that is just absolutely disturbing that just the fact that a, that happened and then B that it happened from within someone, you know, with the company, you know, did that, but, uh, but Hey, too bad it's a negative
1: that got us to this positive. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't where you're from; it's oh. where you're at. You know what I mean? And 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 I, there it is. And I remember we were talking about it yesterday, and then we just you know we we get very tangential on the show. Probably the most tangential show on the radio. We maybe it's ADD, maybe it's ADHD. Who yeah. knows? But sometimes we stumble upon good content, and uh, and we embarked upon a discussion of our favorite ESPN personalities of all time. And I mentioned uh, my my one and two. In no no, no order, uh, no certain order is uh, is Stuart Scott because I'm from Orlando and he got his broadcasting start in Orlando and I just thought yes. what he did for the medium and what he did on ESPN by making it cool to watch sports highlights and adding a flavor that no one had added before. I thought he was so groundbreaking. And then I thought you are are definitely in my top two as well because it's it's got to be. I can't even imagine how difficult it must be for women to still to this day to fight to be a presence in sports broadcasting because this outdated ideology, this phallocentric and chauvinistic, disgusting behavior, and I'm sure you've witnessed it through your entire career, to rise to prominence and popularity like you did through the early and middle uh, years of ESPN, laudable and uh, and I couldn't be prouder to be a fan of yours.
2: Well, thank you, Drew. Wow. You really made my day. I mean, I really appreciate it. And and I'm with you. I mean, uh, you know, a few minutes on Stuart Scott, um, just so real, genuine. Um, That's who he was. You know, what you saw is what you got. And that's what I love most about him. And I truly miss working with him and truly miss uh, being his friend. But, um, you know, I just did a three-hour radio show this morning on Sirius XM, um, Mad Dog Sports Radio about, of course, you know, this awful story from the Washington Post and the 15 women, oh. you know, talking about the culture and the sexual harassment um, they endured um, with the Washington Redskins under, you know, Dan Snyder's tenure. And so, you know, um, I always thought, you know, true, you know, full disclosure, you know, I, I broke in the business in the 80s, and I tweeted about this yesterday. I thought, I thought we were, you know, getting to a great point. I thought, you know, there was such progress. But when I heard the accounts of these women um, working for, you know, a professional NFL team and what was going on, I was just really not only disgusted, but I was shocked. And actually some women on social media were, you know, a few of them were surprised I was shocked. Um, And then by talking to a few of them and also honestly not covering a team uh, daily at this point in my career, you know, being in the studio yeah. and also not working for a professional team every day and in that workplace, you know, you don't know unless people speak up. So I'm just glad that these brave women, you know, spoke up. But it is, it is disappointing, Drew, that, you know, it's still going on in different levels, which which sadly surprised me.
1: It is, and and the timing of it is so unfortunate as well, Linda, because America right now craves sports more than ever before. We need those feel-good stories. And then to find out that these same locker room mentalities are still pervading sports organizations. I spent three years out of radio, which – you know, I I don't know if you ever in your broadcasting career had an unplanned hiatus and an unwelcome hiatus, but I'll tell you, being out of radio for 3 years grounded the hell out of me, brought me a humility that I don't think I would have achieved had I stayed in radio, and I went to work for the Orlando Magic and I sold season tickets, and the culture there uh, started by one Rich DeVos and then carried through the entire management was the exact opposite of what you're seeing with the Redskins. It was promoting women to managerial roles. It was respect for everybody. It was a healthy culture. And then to see that this uh, the Redskins franchise already dinged up because of the owner's refusal to embrace uh, the right move and and rename the franchise and that they were doing this uh, type of thing to so many women, it's so disappointing, and, and we need sports. Now, I'm going to ask your honest opinion on something. Do we get football, hockey, and basketball? Do we get one of the three, two of the three, or do we lose them all because of this godforsaken virus?
2: Yeah, you know, I'm always on the side of find the positive, Drew, and I think of the three you just mentioned, um, you know, of course, I'm hopeful for all three. I cannot wait to see Tom Brady uh, in a Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not just saying that. (laughs) I'm not just saying that because I love the man to death, even though I grew up a Giants fan and my boy Eli Manning beat him twice. The point is this. I always rooted for Tom Brady because I always felt that, you know, um, you know, Tom Brady is what made Bill Belichick such a genius. And I'm anxious to see how genius he is without Tom Brady. So, uh, and we know what a great coach for Ruth Arians is. So, i um, anxious for the NFL to happen, for sure, and I know you guys are. But um, I believe in hockey. I mean, I really think the NHL and Gary Bettman, Bill Daly, and Donald Fear on the Players Association side have really handled this whole uh, crisis fantastic in a great way. Um, and we'll see. August 1st, it goes crazy. Everything's great. And I still picked the Tampa Bay Lightning, where my pick before the pause, I still pick them to go to the finals, and I, I'm staying with it. Um, so I just think hockey seems to be getting it right. I think, you know, I think the NBA players will figure out, I don't know, let's just say I'm going three for three Oh,
1: oh from your mouth to, uh, to God's ears, because we need, we that didn't right even now.
2: mention the baseball. I have yeah. less faith in baseball of, of the, you know, we mentioned the three baseball. I've less faith in for some reason. I don't know why I just. I don't.
1: I just do. I, I'm the same way. And uh, one of the Rays players just tested positive and got quarantined, I know. But I think in baseball, more than any other sport, you've got an ownership group and a group of players, in my opinion, who are so out of touch and a little bit too um, hesitant to look at the bigger picture and want to play baseball for the fans. I think everybody's a little bit too, maybe, money hungry right now. And I understand guys being concerned about getting sick. Uh, But it doesn't seem like they're doing it for the right reasons. But then again, you look at the NBA and guys like Rondo tweeting out about his hotel accommodations and complaining about it. That could be uh, interpreted as a little tone deaf, too. Right, Linda?
2: Yeah, and I think they're getting used to it in the NBA. I kind of have faith that, you know, those first couple of weeks, they're just going to be like, okay, you know, they're going to. I have faith in the NBA. The thing with the what's interesting about the baseball season is the fact that it's right. at 60 games. So let's just say let's just say, you know, one of these teams am not saying the Rays, but let's just say a team that's not really picked to compete or contend, you know, start off, you know, start off the season. Let's say like 12 and 23. They're out of it. They're not contending. Then what's going to happen to these star pitchers, star players? What's going to keep them from saying, you know what? Uh, I want to I go home now, I, I, you know, for good. I want to opt out. You know, baseball's not in a bubble. But they don't want to do this anymore. Maybe because they can't win at all. Maybe because they're not even going to make the postseason and contend for a World Series title. I could see that happening. And that's why I'm not sure baseball can finish what they start.
1: We're speaking with Linda Cohn, who was, if I'm not mistaken, the first full-time United States female sports anchor, on a national radio network when she was hired by ABC in the late 80s. Is that true? That is true.
2: 1987, ABC Radio Network. Yes. Uh, Well done, Drew.
1: Thank you very much. I'm very good at my impromptu on-the-fly research when I don't know what guest I'm going to. Usually you know the business. We like to be prepped about the guests we're going to be interviewing. Unless it's somebody you know super (laughs) well, you like for your producer to go, Hey, bud lined up a phoner with Linda Cohn but our friend Todd Wright he's a he's a wacky guy that Todd Wright and he insisted John did he did he swear you to secrecy uh, he he had a vision for how he wanted it to go down as a mystery guest and I you know when, when,
0: when Todd requests something I I follow the rules so I gave you a heads up that there was a guest
1: at all which I thought was one step too far. How have I done Linda have I done okay for not being prepped at all uh, in my interview subject?
2: Uh, I give you an A. Oh,
1: man, that's such a that's such a relief. Yes, John. Uh, Linda, Todd told me about a, a story
0: from the 2015 Eastern Conference Finals when the Lightning were they had to go back to New York to face the Rangers. Everybody thought they were out of it, and it, and you sat down with Steven Stamkos and left that interview feeling a little bit differently than you went into it. Can you talk a little bit about that story? Todd uh, Todd was uh, very emphatic that I mentioned that to you. Oh
2: yeah, thanks for the reminder. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Rangers fan. Let me
2: tell you, I had this. Uh, tell you, I'll, uh, that's when I realized what a leader Stephen Stamkos was. Conversation I had in the locker room. He, uh, his words uh, had a rippling effect on his teammates. It was a, you know, game seven, and uh, you know he he backed it up. I mean, he was amazing. Teammates were amazing. The Lightning were amazing, and the Rangers fell flat. And um, you know, that's when I truly believed seriously because at that time, if you recall. Um, you know, there were many out in, in and outside the hockey community were kind of questioning, uh, you know, Stephen, but I never did. And even growing up a Rangers fan, I just had a feeling during that morning skate. And when I had that interview, and I knew what was ahead that night, I'm like, uh oh, Rangers. And it came true.
1: I'll tell you, Linda, we are so lucky to have Stammer here. Uh, I had not been a hockey fan before moving to Tampa Bay. I grew up a huge NBA fan, the fan of the Celt, the Birds, Celtics, McHale, uh, Robert Parrish. I don't, you know him. I don't need to tell you. Uh, yes. uh, that's what I grew up with in those rivalries with the the Pistons and the Lakers and the Sixers and whatnot. And basketball was my thing, you know, the magic teams of Shaq and Penny, the greatest franchise that never was, etc. So I move over here, yeah. you know, and then I I discovered. Once you watch hockey live, you've got to be a fan and appreciator of what those guys do. If not for who they are, just the physical prowess alone to be able to skate, let alone skate while passing, shooting, checking, etc. It's immense. And then because of our position here on the radio, you get to meet a couple of these guys out. And we actually went to a function where uh, the entire team shows up for Ryan Callahan's charity event a couple of years ago. And to spend time with Steven Stamkos in conversation, what a freaking guy that is. I mean, to have that kind of DNA from the top down when it comes to Mr. Jeff Vinick, who owns a team, to a, st- a superstar like Stamkos, we got something special here in Tampa Bay, which is probably one of the most unlikely hockey towns in the United States of America.
2: Yeah, unlikely, but they can be very loud, as you know, especially <laughs> when that place is full. And we hope to get back to that sooner than later for sure you mentioned Ryan Callahan one of the great former Ranger captains as well another great human uh no question about uh Callie. um but you know it goes from top to bottom right with the lightning i mean i love your head coach i love John Cooper yep. uh he's uh he's a fan of my uh show in the crease which is on espn plus which is a daily uh, NHL highlight show that I host with Barry Melrose, which is returning Good. August 1st, so we're excited about that. Yeah. And, you know, what a great group the Lightning have. Funny guys, and then Alex Kalorn, such a great follow on Twitter, and I mean, it's just uh, it's fun stuff. You know, it's, that's what, ho- again, we sound cliche, but that's what hockey players are about. They're just so down to earth, yep. and they just like to have fun, and they like to play hockey, and you know, they're great leaders, and they're very smart. And and, and may I say they're fun, which <laughs> I said twice on
1: purpose. <laughs> uh, Linda, you said you did something on Mad Dog Radio this morning. Did you work with the dog himself?
2: No, I fill in and I host. I was filling in for the great Adam Shine on Shine on Sports. I regularly fill in on Sirius XM Mad Dog Sports Radio. But I know uh, the doggy, Christopher Mad Dog, grows so yep. uh, quite well. He's done so well for himself with this. His own network and SiriusXM. After working at WFAN uh, in New York, and uh, the dog and I go way back. Uh, I used to work at WFAN um, for about. I used to do updates back in the back in the eighties, back wow. in the day. And then I got uh you know late eighties, and then I got my big break uh, in TV, and that's when I moved to Seattle to work for KIRO TV and had my real first sports TV job. Um, so that, and then from there, ESPN family. But the point is, I started in radio, Drew. It's the it's really the best medium, and I love it, and I love it more than ever now.
1: Oh, it's so vibrant and vital, in my opinion. And I've been in it since '93, and I just love the impact you can make on your community, the smile that you can bring to someone's face the spontaneity of not knowing if you're going to pick up the phone line, it's going to be Linda freaking Cone, or if it's going to be some or if it's going to be some dill head out in Pasco County yeah. going,
2: how come I got to wear me a mask inside the yeah. CVS yeah. to get my <laughs> smokes? Yeah, doggy! Uh, I love it. You, you I know, love it. You <laughs> know, I love that. You'll I, probably get about a dozen of those a day. Oh, uh, oh, if, oh that'd be great. <laughs> uh, if it,
1: uh, limiting it to a dozen would make my day, if not my week. Uh, but back to the subject of the doggy, uh, please, if you would, the next time you talk to him, I was a fan of his when he did a talk show on WKIS in Orlando, Florida. He was just Christopher Russo back then and he was part of a really cool lineup that I enjoyed and uh, I think either mornings or middays and I I loved his presence as a little kid and he was one of those early radio influences. So to see him go from there to what he has done now with the Mad Dog Network Couldn't be prouder of the guy and uh, tell him there are a lot of people in Orlando who still remember that that was his, uh, his launching point. He's done an amazing, amazing career.
2: I will definitely share that. Something tells me uh, he might know that already that wherever he goes, people follow, but he's a he's one of those guys too, that is he. He's a funny guy. The doggy's the doggy. So anyone who has a chance to listen to him, uh, you'll understand what Drew and I are talking about uh, if you haven't heard him already. Oh. And I'll always remember when my daughter was younger, I mean, she's 29 now, and she heard him on the radio, had him on, I forgot if He was still on the fan then, on WFAN in New York. Yeah. And and she was like, "Who? what is that voice? It's so irritating. I think she used <laughs> yeah. another word when she was like eight years old, and she was like... How is he on the radio <laughs> so, but,
3: <yeah.
2: laughs> it was hard to explain why but yeah. you know uh, she understood after I broke it down
1: yeah and when you contrast that energy level with Francesca well no comments yeah. anyway uh, yeah. F- yeah. Linda, <laughs> Linda Cohn I can't believe what a what a blessing it is to speak with you Todd Wright is a mensch for setting this up and uh, this is truly gonna go down as one of my career highlights I, I have I have admired your work from afar for so long and to find out that you're so delightful of a presence in quote unquote real life, uh, has been refreshing and validating. So, uh, congrats on a, on an uh, unbelievable career, and we'll be watching you, and of course, pimping the hell out of in the crease as that gets a little bit closer to August, and we get back to hockey. Anything else you'd like to promote out there while we've got you?
2: Uh, well, I should live in LA, which is where I what I do now. I have from I'm doing this Linda Cohn sweepstakes. For that, all the ch- uh, proceeds go to the L.A. Food Bank. Of course, a lot of people are going hungry, sadly, during this pandemic. It's hit Southern California uh, pretty hard. Uh, it's where I've lived for close to two years. Even though I'm a New York girl, I've kind of adopted L.A. as my home right now. So just trying to help out. So there's about a week left to take part in the sweepstakes and great prizes that all involve me. And then um, you can just go on my socials and click on the link and and see what's up about oh, a it. A
1: round of golf. Are you kidding me? You can go to letsengage.com and find out you could play yes. a ra- Oh my god. If you ever get down here, I'll tell you, Todd Wright will tell you. I'm an atrocious golfer, but I'm a good time <laughs> out there. I'm a I'm a decent conversationalist. So, if if you find we yourself
2: We have to play. Oh we, my god. We'll have to-
1: <laughs> if you find yourself with a spare five hours linda I, I would i would love to have todd take us out to a fine course out here maybe ennis brooks copperhead who knows a pga tour stop and uh and and i'd love to get out there and uh, and get to know you better you're a heck of a human being and you've been a wonderful guest thank you very much
2: Anytime. And yeah, get Todd on that. We'll make it happen, Drew. I
1: I can't friggin' wait. Uh, The best surprise (laughs) guest ever. She now ranks above Weird Al Yankovic when it comes to surprise (laughs) guests that I've talked to on the radio. She is Linda Cohn, broadcasting legend. And thank you so much for the time. You've been on the radio for eight hours now today. And it's time for you to to rest those vocal cords. All right. Take
2: care. Talk to you soon. You got it. Thanks, Linda.
1: Take care. Bye. That was cool. That's pretty cool, right? I mean, I got to say, thanks to Todd and thank you for, for keeping that a secret. Yeah, that was very cool.
3: He wouldn't tell me either.
1: Well, you would have been like, who?
3: No. That's Man. Insane.
1: She's so good, dude. Yeah, she like, is. Good at what she does, good at being her. That kind of affable charisma. Damn. How much? Okay. Well, and
0: she just got one of those voices that for a lot of people, like, that is like the voice of a generation. If you watch ESPN, like, she is the voice that you hear.
1: Right. Right, like she was one of those early superstars of ESPN, and uh, man, I owe Todd big time for that one. You, know, you you just texted her and he's like, my friend Drew is a fan of yours? Yeah, yeah, I do. That was the way it was, uh, that was, the way it was communicated to me. It just blows my mind that I'm even friends with, uh, with Todd Wright. You're the Cause, man, Todd. Because I used to listen to him on the radio. Like, there are times when I'm golfing with him when I just have to remind myself, dude, you made friends with the guy that you listened to when you would leave your nighttime talk show and listen to and go, damn, this guy's a hell of a broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Looks exactly like I would expect him to look too. Tall, strapping dude, athletic. Like That's how I, I pictured Todd right in my mind. And that's who he is uh, in real life too.
3: <sighs> that was cool. That was cool.
1: Thanks, guys. Um, before we break for John's joints, Micah, we talked uh, this week about Chevy Chase mm-hmm. and the fact that they're yeah. rebooting uh, Fletch. And we also talked about the fact that there's one woman in the world who finds Chevy attractive, <laughs> and that's you.
3: Well, that's him in his prime, and he's very attractive.
1: Yeah, I don't know that there's a lot of women clamoring for,
0: for Chevy, even in his, in his heyday.
3: For me, it was just a thing because I loved all of well, National Lampoon's this... vacation movies, and he was one of my childhood what, crushes. What makes
0: it, yeah, that's what makes it even weirder is that Why? you, as a little girl, had a thing for Chevy.
3: Is that weird? Yeah, yeah. a jovial father. Well, okay, Yep. Oh. that sounds weird. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no way to make that. Yeah, sound I know you're right. Weird. What's weird about that? Uh, um, he's handsome. He was handsome. Well, see, <laughs> and where- that's
0: the thing. She just said it. <laughs> Somebody sent me some pictures from like early, early Chevy, which I don't even know. Probably just the Saturday Night Live days where yeah. he was kind of cute. He was all right. She was falling in love with him when he made it to National Lampoons. When he was just
1: pretty much bald, middle dad Chevy Chase. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know. Now, have you seen Fletch or have you not seen Fletch?
3: I've seen pictures of what he looked like <laughs> from Fletch.
1: Would you do me a huge favor in this weekend just watch Fletch? Because I want your honest opinion as a Chevy Chase fan and apologist. Uh, if you think it will, it will hold up. Because, like, it was so 80s. It's just vintage, wisecracking, quotable Chevy Chase and I want to know if a, a young lady in her 20s can watch it and really appreciate it as much. I must have seen this movie 500 well, times in my life. Well, that's
0: the thing. If you were attracted to Chevy Chase and Lampoons, like you were out to really be attracted to him in his Fletch
1: days.
3: I mean. the Fletch
1: was when Chevy was at the closest thing to sexy that he'll yeah. ever be. Not that he'll ever be sexy.
3: He's no Alan Thicke, but he's still handsome. No, but he's
1: like Alan
0: Gurfey. You're a... Affection for TV and movie dads There was just
3: two Mm. Three, Tony Danza Sorry
1: (laughs) Tony Danza
3: Tony Danza's handsome Thanks Micah You're welcome (laughs) Maybe we
1: can have a threesome with Mona Uh, say, John, oh, what are you man. firing up in those joints over there?
0: Dude, I'm disturbed Me by too. this, what actually. What a, Tony, Tony Danza? He's
1: handsome!
0: Did you like him in Angels in the Outfield, too? Or? Yes.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Tony freaking Danza. Try, okay.
0: Well, I've got details. Somebody has been arrested in the mysterious case of the man who was cut into small pieces in New York City. I'll give you that. More information on well, El- why Ellen, the Ellen, might be the worst human being alive, and... Governor DeSantis made some big announcements today. I'll give you all the details on that and much more coming up next in John's Joints.
1: If you don't have safe touch monitoring, there's a good chance that your system's getting monitored from someone's home. Work from home has arrived in the security industry, but... Fret not if you're a SafeTouch customer. At SafeTouch, that is totally unacceptable and it doesn't meet SafeTouch Security's requirements. At SafeTouch Security, their monitoring center is committed to maintaining their high standards. The only guaranteed response in the alarm industry with an incredible eight-second average and their two-way communicator provides the very fastest response from the emergency authorities for burglary, medical, and fire. And the SafeTouch crash and smash technology detects crime before it enters the property. Their halo of protection and SafeTouch cameras report crime before it happens many times. And every SafeTouch security system is custom designed for you and comes with their exclusive SafeTouch parts and labor agreement at no charge. Call 888-723-8682 and mention the promo code TAMPA. That's 888-723-8682, promo code TAMPA, or go to safetouch.com.